Hi everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, this is Connor. Hi guys. We're going to talk about Better Call Saul, Season 2, Episode 6. It's called Bally High. And uh, full spoilers, as always, for the review. So, um, last week we got Hector Salamanca. This week we got the Cousins. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, I loved, I loved their introduction shot. And it that came was, out of fucking oh. nowhere as well. Yeah. Like, like, you knew there was going to be repercussions for what he did, and we'll get to that in a second, but the, the, you're right, the way it sort of, it was an over-the-shoulder shot, and they were way off in the distance on the roof. Yeah. But it, I immediately knew who they were. Because yeah. it was Because it was two of them. Exactly. It was just, ah, oh, so perfectly done. Ah. Uh, Fantastic! I was and I was yeah, loving that, the episode anyway, but that was yeah. The the other shot that I really loved to do then was the uh, the shot of the shoe, mm. that that close up on it. Yeah, later on. Yeah, there's, there's not not as much to analyze here. I mean, it makes sense they would shot because he's connected to, you know, I mean, it's yeah. he's related to you know Salamanca, but it's just uh, just really 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 nice, neat uh, nice little surprise. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Saul continues to be excellent, quite frankly. Um, really, really like this episode. Once again, Saul himself wasn't necessarily the main, you know, plot. Not at all. Uh, it was very much Mike and Kim, again, having their yeah. own plots each. And I thought both of them were pretty great. Mike's will tackle first. I thought his was very... It, for me, it all boils down. There's a couple of good moments, but for me, what it really boils down to, the scene I loved was him going into his house when he knew someone was inside. That one shot of him just following him around the house was incredibly tense, and the sound was. design was on point because they made it feel like you. They made it sound like actually walking about the house at night without yeah. any other bullshit. Yeah, just the odd creak, the footsteps, and the eerie sort of silence of it all. Yeah, it was just fantastic. It yeah. was uh, probably the the best scene in the episode. I would agree, and I think I think what works or what's more impressive to me about that is that we know Mike can't die. <laughs> we know he's safe. Yeah, yeah. It's still you feel that tension. Yeah. So that is excellent stuff. I I can't really praise that enough. The other one that I really liked. There's another. Yeah, there's two winners in this. There episode. is. Yeah. Uh, it was Kim and Hamlin walking through. This is near the start of the episode, because she's obviously at the doghouse because Chuck's uh, stepped in, and uh, got her out of trouble. But Hamlin's still clearly holding a grudge. He's not happy with her, and it's just a wonderful shot of them walking to the meeting, going through the building, and it just the shot stays on them the whole time, and it's not as impressive per se as the the Mike shot later, but it's still really. It's it's so engaging. It's because it's him giving her the complete cold shoulder, but then yeah. smiling at everyone else. Every like when they say hello and reacting to other people. Yeah, it's, it's particularly at the end. Just like literally, as they turn the corner before they go in, his smile comes on. Yeah. And then he goes in, and then again the, the shot ends with her like you know shutting the door, but she takes a moment to like breathe and like before she puts her smile on for the for the clients, and it's again really well done. But I I think it's a very pur purposeful shot because. It has to be that long, it has to be that un uninterrupted to show how unbearable this cold shoulder yeah. is. You really get a feeling of how awkward it is. It also, feels uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, and Hamlin, walk, when he was walking that entire time, he was walking like a goddamn T-1000. He had this really slick, like, 
Yeah. I don't care what you want. They have a swagger. Yeah. But not too over the top. Yeah, just a bit of a sort of swagger. Um, so, nah, that was that was, that was was good. And Karen's story in general was actually really interesting because even before we get to the sort of second half of it, she does that, she's at, she's at the hearing with the other lawyers to, you know, uh, argue documentation or whatever for the, uh, the sandpaper case. And I actually really, I really like the scene after that in the restaurant. Yeah. Because even though these are the lawyers representing these assholes... He himself was very likable. Yeah. And there was nothing in that scene that made me feel like he's the enemy, try to Cooper. He's like, no, no, he's being quite genuine. And what the episode does that's really smart is the entire time, it gives you every reason in the or Actually, I'll rephrase that. It gives Kim every reason in the world to want to take that job. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. So... Outside of like you know the the loyalty I suppose aspect, there's no reason for her not to be jumping in joy at this, no reason, and yet she's kind of conflicted, and that gets to the uh, the second half, where she uh, she breaks bad. Well, she doesn't break bad, but she she makes the choice without Jimmy there. She yeah, she makes the choice without Jimmy there to do something. She remembers that day they had at the mm. bar where she, you know they, they did that little con and. She felt good about it, and she called. Also, but they don't actually get to this because the episode ends before he gets back to work the next day. But surely Jimmy's going to be in trouble for ditching <laughs> those two. I would assume so. In the middle of the work day, because um, he literally just leaves right away. Yeah. Well, when he gets the phone call, it's kind of what Kim did as well, though. To be fair, you know, they were like, "Come in, do this last." True. True. Or do true. this research, whatever it was. Yeah, but she's got another job lined up. She's she's pretty. She didn't at that point though. She did. Uh, oh yeah, she did. You're right. Yeah, this was after that. She's You're right. She's she's yeah. good. Yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah. Um. Joe, you know I liked about it as well as I liked the setup for it. It made it really justifiable, both to her and to us as the audience, because this guy, whether that was his wife that she saw him kissing goodbye. Or another mistress. Either way, the guy's a bit of a sleazebag. Yeah. So you're on her side, and you can kind of get why she's like, okay, it's okay, it's con this bastard because he's a he's a dickwad. Um. So that was good. And it was just just them waking up the next morning, and she sort of spoke about her conflictions and how, like, you know, Saul knew what he wanted. That's what she says. And she feels like she ruined that for him. Yeah, because she realises it was her making him take the job. That yeah. And he, he comes in and he says, yeah, no, no, I did it for me. But he's kind of just doing that, doing that out of, uh, you know. To make her feel better. Make her feel better. Because it is technically the right choice to make. But yeah. But she, perhaps not for him. Yeah, but she's realised that she's made that mistake. And it's actually quite an interesting bit of character development because it would be very easy. It would be very easy as a writer to just write her to, to be this nagging person who is like... You know, no, no, this is the wrong thing. You're supposed to do this. You're, you know what? It'd be very easy to write her as Skylar White. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But they didn't. They made her realize what her error was, and that I think is good. I think that's a very wise little thing. Her character's growing. I think it's because we spoke last week how last week's episode made her a main character and not just part of Saul's storyline. And this yeah. week took that forward again. I feel like. Going forward now, she can have her own subplot along with Mike and Saul, yeah. obviously. That kind of does lead to one of my 
concerns about this season, though. What's that? It feels like a bunch of separate stories. Like, Saul and, and Kim are a bit more tied together, but Mike's kind of just off doing his own thing. We've barely seen him interact with, with Saul at all. I don't have a problem with that. I just feel like... Because ultimately, we know they're going to come back together before the show we ends. We do. We do. It's just... It's it's starting to go a little bit long without... Like, when was the last time we saw them speak? Uh, when Saul ran into him when he was going to the car park. Right. And seen him in the booth. Yeah. And he was all banged up, which was I think was last week. Is that last week? Well, he was already bruised, so it had to be... Yeah, it had to be last week, I think. You're right. But other than that, it feels... <laughs> so like just been... proven right. wrong. Okay, <laughs> but other than that, it feels like it's been a long time. I, I feel like that in season one as well, to be honest, for the most part. Yeah, I just... I wish we'd start building towards them being together a bit more than it is. I I I have no problem if it if it doesn't feel natural. I I have no problem with them not doing it. I guess the only complaint that I would give that is that the show's called Better Call Saul, so following Mike's story feels a bit like he should he should be in the title. Something like yeah, it should be Mike and Saul because he's got his own separate plot going on that's mostly yeah. separate. I think that is part of what my problem is that but, it's supposed to be Saul's show. Yeah, but I got I got over that last season because I felt like that yeah. half of last season as well. So for that's me, fair. I don't care. His stuff's so good that I don't yeah, care. yeah, it's fantastic stuff. So no, nah, I mean really, it's called Better Call Saul, but what it really is is uh, Breaking Bad Zero. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. That, that sounds like a negative thing to say, and I don't mean it that way. I just mean, you know, it's about Saul, it's about Mike, and we even get a lot of the Salamanca stuff now. Yeah. So, and yeah. I, we'll eventually get Gus, I have no doubt. So, yeah, yeah. I I have no complaints on that front at all. No, that's fair enough. I uh, I, I did really like the, the book-ended shots of Saul at this, of this episode, because we opened with him unable to sleep and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was yeah, really actually, good. I really liked that uh, that little. So it was almost like a short film before the the title. Yeah, it, it reminds me of you know the future scenes or the present day scenes, where there's there's barely any dialogue or or mm. none, and it, you kind of get the entire thing in that two minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, it kind of is actually. Yeah. Because until the very end, when he wakes up the next day, there is no dialogue, as far as I remember. No, there isn't. Um, it's basically you're right. It's shown that he's not happy where he is and he's bored by it it's the same thing he, he, he was more trapped. content being a sleazebag yeah yeah because yeah, he can't even sleep in his regular bed he has to go back to that dingy little thing in the, exactly. the back office and then the one at the end was bringing back up that metaphor that very heavy handed metaphor from before with the cup and then taking it one it step further but he made it fit but interestingly he made it fit but to, to make it fit he had to break it apart completely True. He had to completely destroy the thing to make it. This is true. Like, I feel like this 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 deepens the metaphor, but you could take it a in the complete ways. opposite ways. Yeah, yeah. You, you could take it a couple of different ways. You could say, "Well, some things don't fit at first. You have to work at it and make it fit." You could take mm. it that way. I don't think you it could. is that way, but you could take it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I think for me, what I'm taking from it is, is that he had to force it. To yeah, it's, it. it's 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 not just that he forced it. He had to completely destroy it. To, to make it work and even then it, it so wasn't are you saying really he, working wait on, are you saying that he's completely destroyed Kim or he's destroying Kim yeah I think he is hmm. 
Yeah, but you say, you say well, maybe he will eventually, maybe well in the long run, but you say that, but at the same time, he can, he was talked her into taking the good job. Like, for now. Which without him, like, that's yeah. what she would have wanted. Yeah, it's just the case that even though the cup's there, and sure, it's in the right no, 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 place. Stay, stay away from the cup, stay away from the fucking cup. We're not talking about the metaphor. Yeah, but I feel, I feel like that's that's the root of this here. No, no, I agree. Over time, he might do stuff, but his actions in this episode, yeah, he dropped everything to go and do the thing with her, right? Yeah. But everything he said in that final scene is what he should have said as a good person. It is. And then we saw his reaction. <laughs> He's clearly not happy with himself. What, because of the cop? Well, yeah, like, like, he's had that car for a while now, and he's got, he's, he's kind of got no, no, over no, no, the no, cop no, thing. No, 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 we know he's not happy with his situation. That was the opening scene. We've established all that. We're no, not talking no, but about e that. Even with, even with the ending, that's right after he tells all that stuff to Kim, and then he's annoyed at the cop. No, 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 yeah, we know he's not unhappy with himself. He lied about that. Yeah. But what he said to Kim was the right thing to say to Kim. It was. Yeah. He but did the right thing. He did for now. I agree he will probably fuck it up but yeah. he did the right thing mm. he's making it work right now he yeah. probably can't make it work for him but what he said to her was the right thing I still don't think that'll last the rest of the season I'm not debating that I'm not debating no, I'm just, any I'm of just that. saying it was right then but I think that's what the, the whole point of the metaphor was for like this is what's coming next yeah I, I, I don't disagree with that yeah. Not sure why we're arguing then. I don't know why, because you're an argument of a little deck at times, you really are. Right, that's Better Call Saul, episode, uh, what are we on, six? Mm -hmm.